It's now time for Race Chat Live with Chris Creighton and Craig Moore. All right, race fans. Hey, y'all here tonight. Let's see where we put that one on. Hold there. All right, race fans, welcome to Race Chat Live. I got a bad. great show chris but we're gonna roll right along man it is monday night what hell of a race we had yesterday it was a double header and by gosh uh it was one of the best this year for sure uh surprised by the turnout we got plenty of time to get into that of course we got a guest here tonight as well terrell racing uh tyrell racing that'll be all they'll be on uh at the 30 minute at the half hour mark uh, coming up here uh, at the bottom of the hour. Of course, we got Taz Taylor, and we've got uh, Craig Moore here as well. Glad to have those guys on board. How are y'all doing this evening, Taz and Craig? I'm getting excited. <laughs> it Wolverine doesn't take much. up here so- shortly. Right, right. It doesn't take much. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be judging. <laughs> hey, I cannot wait to see the list of names. Taz has got a special flavor for us here tonight. He's going to give us the special names that uh, he has uh, concocted for uh, these uh, uh, for the for the drivers, and I guarantee you, uh, a few of them are uh, guaranteed to give you uh, the giggles. Uh, so, uh, looking forward to having, talking about that, of course. <laughs> right? <laughs> no pun intended. Um, yeah, I kind of gave it away there. My bad, Taz. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I see that we have a – Craig Moore loves this word, itinerary, uh, to follow by, but uh, I guess I'll let one of you guys start things off, uh, Craig or Taz. Uh, who wants to open up the discussion here tonight about what we've seen in Martin? Well, it was pretty much a parking lot party. What was that, lap? What was that, caution 16? Two cars spun and created a parking lot and nowhere to go. And the uh, our, our favorite man from across the border got a little upset at Chase Elliott, not for that incident, but for one that happened earlier in the race. And I wish we had his clip from his interview, but uh, and I can't even do a, a south of the border impression so i won't even try but he pretty much said payback's a bitch and i'm gonna race you the way you raise me so uh i guess i guess him and uh i believe it was william byron had that a right, couple of free willy what's that me willy me free willy get it right willy me <laughs> free willy 
I guess him and Free Willie had a couple of altercations this season already. And apparently because Daniel Suarez raced good on the dirt, he's got a bigger set than most women I know. And uh, he thinks that he can jump in the face wow. of the big boys. And, uh, well, he, <laughs> Mr. Suarez. he did. Mr. Suarez, yes. Um, apparently he thinks he's got a big set now so he can – he can get mad at the guys that consistently run up front. But did I you, mean, did hey, you, that, with you saying that, hold up. What brought you to that conclusion? Because I did not think of that with Alex, with uh, uh, Daniel Suarez until I watched the track house show that come on immediately after the race, or it was after one race or whatever. And I watched it, and, and Suarez was very persistent about his setup being put in his car, and I thought to myself. This may be, you know, Travis Mack is, uh, I could, I don't think Travis Mack is on the horizon of being one of the next best crew chiefs. And a lot of success at Trackhouse uh, can be pointed to the direction of Travis Mack, of course, the crew chief for uh, Daniel Suarez. And Daniel was quite evident on saying, I want my, my setup in that car. Well, buddy. I don't know if you watched yourself race for the last four years, but your freaking setups weren't very good. <laughs> so give Travis Mack a little bit of break there. Uh, maybe he does have big kahunas, and maybe that's why he fell into the position that he's fallen into. Um, hey, without further ado, he has he has gained respect from uh, the, uh, fans, uh, especially here that he's had so far this year, Craig. Uh, but um, he, may, he may be on to something. He may have a... I cannot think of the name of it now, but maybe maybe one of you smarter guys can uh, can come up with a name that we're actually looking for for, for for Daniel Suarez right now. He is he is knocking on the door of some of the big enterprise teams, and I'm not talking about uh, trying to get employment. I'm talking about knocking on the door trying to get him out of the way. So uh, yeah, Craig. Yeah, I just I, I just think that maybe he's been sipping a little bit of Fireball. Um, that Pitbull's been dishing out. Fireball. Well, I can't <laughs> sing, nor can I dance. <laughs> That's why you're the DJ. That's right. Fireball. Listen, I was, real quick, I was doing a party yesterday for a 40th anniversary over at Pine Park here in uh, Broad Albany. You know where it's at, Taz. And um, the, these old ladies, I say old, they were probably in their 70s, early 80s, so elderly. They were trying to get me out on the dance floor. I faked it for a little while, but these girls had the moves like Mick Jagger, boy, let me tell you. But uh, <laughs> they old school. We call that old school down here. There, yeah, boy. buddy. Call I that was old like, school. oh damn. <laughs> Listen, they had they had more they had more moves on them than Mike Joy had mistakes apparently. During his call of the race. <laughs> Did you play Brick House? I, as I said yesterday, as I said yesterday in the race thread, or in our 110 thread, I was listening to it on the way home. And I was listening to it on Sirius. So I was enjoying listening to you guys during it because I'm like, man, I don't know if I like the radio broadcast now or if I want to be more entertained by watching FS1. But I just I just want to reiterate one more time. It was 500 laps, not 500 miles. No matter how many times Mike Joy or the promo said 500 miles, it was not 500 miles. It was like 263 miles, 500 laps. 
I, I, that, I, I don't. How many times I heard that? It drove me nuts every time I heard it. So well, you're saying 500 the, miles. What was the thing with him and uh, <laughs> Cody Ware? I mean, granted, Cody Ware, there were six cautions between the first two oh. stages. He said, Jason, CJ, but he brought out three of them, and he had. Mike Joy had inadvertently made the call that it was Cody Ware who called <laughs> one of them when it wasn't. No, it was it was Cody Ware. It was just the way he said it was like it was kind of like no big surprise kind of comment. Like it's Cody Ware again, um, and then made the comment that like that was the sixth caution. He had brought out half of them, and the other two of the other ones were um, the, uh, um, Chase. Um, what word am I looking for? The uh, the Chase uh, cautions or whatever for the uh, the uh, Sage cautions. So, like, almost all the cautions were because of him, single car wrecks in the corner by himself uh, up to that point. I think the first two t- stages had, like, a total of six cautions, <laughs> and then all the rest of them happened in the third stage. But the first two stages, like, almost every wreck was single car wrecks, and they were Cody Ware in the corner by himself. James, James but Davidson just, will, will uh, argue the point that he, he wasn't out there by himself, Mr. <laughs> the one, but it, it, it was just funny how Mike Joyce said it, though. It was just like, and it was Cody Ware again. Like, it was just the way he said it, which is like, oh, wow, like he just threw Cody Ware underneath the bus. Um, and then later I saw the comments that uh, some people were irked about Cody Ware and those uh, single car wrecks. But, yeah, it was just the way he said it was just humorous to me. Um, and it kind of made up for the 500 miles, even though it was 500 laps over and over throughout the race. The one yellow well, I thought, the one yellow I thought that shouldn't have been thrown. Uh, I know some people are gonna say, "Well, it's a narrow track. That they made a great decision." Well, in my opinion, no. And the one yellow that was thrown was for Bushy Bushy Bastard spinning in the middle <laughs> of the field off of turn four, and and. Luckily, nobody got collected, and he went 360, still kept going, but hey, let's throw a yellow. Makes sense. Bushy, bushy Congratulations. Bastard, huh? Well, if Bushy, Bushy Bitch is the 18, then it's got to be Bushy, Bushy Bastard. Wow. Yeah, and, and, and what we were, what we were uh, referring to, uh, Miss Lee pointed out, that Davison told Rick uh, to get Cody off the damn track that he was obviously mentally ill, so he's not battling. It, it was, he wasn't wrecking on his own. That was in reference to that man. Thank you, Miss Lee. Miss Lee, the lady who we're all afraid of. <laughs> well, uh, I thought... I can hear the excitement tonight from from Craig, and I can hear the excitement from Taz and, and Mr. CJ Sports uh, jumping in there. It was it was it was a pretty entertaining uh, race, and I, I just I feel like we've had the rain so much this year. What could it have really been if we were able to race this race on Friday night and Saturday night? Because I promise you, Friday night's race is gearing up to be a barn burner, and somehow or another. In the end, they both come out pretty equal, even though it's, it was true. It's true. It's, it's Martinsville. You know, he's turned this into his own track now by namesake. Three out of past four victories have, uh, have been uh, Martin Truex there at Martinsville. Hey, I thought for a second there when we were making our picks last week, I almost said something about. Uh, Ryan Blaney being my pick, and I was backing out of it. 
and obviously went with uh, Mr. Giggles Logano. And uh, I'm kind of glad that I went with Giggles instead of Barney over there. And I'm totally glad I didn't go with the hamster. I got to ask you, how and how much time did you devote putting these names together? And I'm sure that we will share these names fully on the Race Chat Live page. Um, if not because of filters on Facebook, fans, if you guys want these lists, be sure to send us a message. Uh, send a message to the page. We will gladly send them to you. But um, I, I got to know, Taz, how in the blue hell have you had the time with two <laughs> children, a girlfriend, and a full-time job plus some to sit down and put a list like that together? Well, you see, it comes. To, it's called multitasking. That's how you do it. Um, <laughs> I don't know how so, I managed to do it, but I somehow manage. I see, said the blind man. All right, well, all right, let's talk more about let's talk more about Martin Truex. I think it's great. Now we have our first repeat winner of the year. <laughs> and uh there, there's no more shot of Excuse me, there's no more re- there's no more shot of 17 16 different winners. So well, there's, yeah, there's yeah. still a chance. Oh, yeah. there's still a different shot. winners. There's, there's still a chance. Races. Yeah, that's true. That's true. We can still get another uh, But uh yeah, we can Yeah, I would definitely say that uh I would definitely say that Martinsville definitely delivered. And, hey, I know we're talking about Cup, but look at the Xfinity side. Look at the drama and the attention that grabbed. Look at Josh Berry go. Oh, yeah. And and what is up with Dale Jr. admitting that he cried like a baby? And now, I don't know if you guys have seen the news today, uh, Marcus Lamonis has uh, put a sponsorship down for uh, Josh Berry at Talladega in the number eight car and says if he can win there, he'll guarantee him four more races. So uh, a little bit of uh, sponsorship earned on that. But but Junior was very weird this weekend. He, he, he was very emotional for the win that Josh Berry got. And I kind of get it. Like, you know, he gave a, a guy similar to Bubba Pollard. He's giving a guy who has made a living, you know, whooping people's ass at uh, the local uh, concrete track, you know, the short track. And uh, now, you know, he's given the opportunity, and he maximized it and won at a place that he's really got a lot of experience racing at. Uh, that's very no, uh, no stranger to victory lane of Martin. We're just not in a uh, Xfinity car. Uh, what is it about this win right here that all of a sudden – we're all the talk of junior motorsports going cup. Like, we've seen talent galore go through uh, junior motorsports, guys. We've watched Chase Elliott graduate. We've seen Brad Keselowski in the, in the junior motorsports rank. Um, why Josh Berry's win? Why all of a sudden now 
is it rumblings of maybe a cup team? Well, not tied directly to Josh Berry. And tonight is Dale Jr. download. I wish that I could have a moment to call in with the Ask Dale Jr. segment and, and ask him what it was that just made the, all those comments come out. Of course, I, you know, we, we would think that he would want to go cup racing eventually. But what was it about Josh Berry's win that all of a sudden want to go cup racing? Yeah. I, think, I think with Josh Berry – he Junior has seen Barry race from and work his way from basically the ground up, if you want to put it that way. I would feel, and Junior's mentioned about a cup team or putting a car in the cup series for a little while now. Sometime it's been a little speculation, but the reason why. Junior Motorsports hasn't acted upon it yet is because of the whole charter system and the money they have to come up with to make a charter. And it's a little hard with the charter system. They're saying that's the biggest challenge and biggest financial challenge they're all having. And I believe the reason why they're going with Josh Berry is because so far in the very few races Berry has raced in with Xfinity, He's outdone himself that we've all expected. Like, yeah, you could say Martinsville played in his favor being that it's a short track, and Josh Berry ran short tracks for his career. But if you look at these bigger tracks that he's raced at so far, he's outperforming than a lot of us thought he would. We knew the equipment was there. The question was, was the driver talent really there? And we're being proven that the driving talent's there. Now the question's going to be, is Josh Berry going to be looking at a possible full-time ride for 2022 for Xfinity? And maybe if Junior Motorsports goes to the Cup Series when the next-gen car gets released for at least, I would say, the Daytona 500 and maybe a couple others, they would they would definitely they would definitely use Josh Berry and maybe Josh Berry is their driver, like their face of the team. All right. I would okay, let me interrupt say. you real quick. Miss Lee just posted or just sent a message to the group. Marcus Lemonis is now dangling sponsorship in front of Josh Berry. This so, guy's got to be making money left and right. He's dishing out well, money yeah. more than I've probably seen anyone do. Well, I don't know. I've seen the U.S. government do it. <laughs> That's um, different. Um, I, I just think that I think it's great for the sport. I just want to know what Josh Berry has done to warrant this. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, as I'm, as I'm looking at the profile on the Wikipedia, Craig, obviously he has been a member of Junior Motorsports since 2014. And maybe that's maybe that's the tie to it. He was I thought that name sounded familiar. Of course, I didn't uh, think that it went back that far to 2014 when he made a few starts uh, in the number five car and also in the 88 car in 2015. Uh, but, uh, 
exactly what Ms. Lee just posted. It's a feel-good story for a local driver who was given a chance and given up on, but Junior never gave up on him. And so he continued to help him out in the in the late model class, and now he's built his way back up and uh, was obviously more prepared this time than he was. And we're talking about a 31-year-old rookie, you know, as far as this guy, a rookie. He, I believe he has the talent. Like I said, he's he's shown it on tracks that we never thought he would be successful in. We knew he has the short track short track talent. So it was just a matter of how well and how quickly can he adapt to these bigger tracks. And it seems like he's he's just got it. Well. And I believe that old Jerry Reed song said, son, when you hot, you hot. Yeah, right now he's hot. Uh, but I guess I guess kind of it goes back to Steve Park, maybe with, uh, with Dale Earnhardt. And first of all, Robbie Gordon was one of the first people to ever drive for a DEI. I, don't, I, don't, uh, I, I think we can go back and look at race, race and reference and see uh, what uh, – what driver kind of helped elevate the DEI company uh, at the time before DEI, as we knew it, with Dale Jr., Mikey Walker, and, and uh, Steve Park, and Martin Trips Jr. Um, it, and I guess maybe that's what this Josh Berry feels like. It's a, it's maybe it's, it's a Hornaday. You know, remember, Dale Earnhardt gave Hornaday a lot of opportunity. People had already written him off on the cup side. And uh, kind of uh, Dale Earnhardt paved uh, Hornaday's career, uh, you know, by giving him a stint not only in the Xfinity Series but also in the Truck Series. And, and I think that they've always needed that feeling during your motorsports of when do you know it's time. And it's similar to with Steve Park, you know, he, he helped build those cars that were in the garage. And uh, eventually he did so well and made such a great setup that Senior put him in one and asked him, how do you how do you feel about racing the Burger King car? You know, later this year, I believe it was 1998. Steve Park said, "How could I pass up the opportunity?" And I think it was at Watkins Glen that he made his debut. Yeah, he's Josh Barrett is just he's just got it. I'm I feel confident that once Junior Motorsport, when and if they ever field just one car to go and race in the Cup Series. Whether it's part-time or full-time, they're looking at Josh Berry being the face of that race team. And I'm looking at racing reference with all the stats they have in Josh Berry. I mean, 19 wins and 51 starts in six years for the Cars Late Model Stock Tour. That's insane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, 43, 43 top 10s in 51 races of that tenure. That is crazy. And if then, you're taking the Wikipedia, it's, it's, it's uh, yeah, it's, he's got like 24 wins uh, out of 33 races or something like that in, in the series that he raced last year. And by the looks of it, in 13 races of Xfinity in in his five-year tenure, he has five top tens and 13 starts. 
<laughs> and his he scored his first ever top five with the win at Martinsville yesterday. So this guy's this guy's got poten- a lot of potential behind him. And Junior could probably be the guy to up right now he's the guy to uplift his career and if Josh Berry really wants to be superstar caliber I believe he needs to stick with Junior. Well, yeah, because Junior couldn't really get it done as a driver, so he might get it done as an owner. And I was a Junior fan, and I'm saying that. I'm not a. I'm not a Junior fan, but I have said this for I, I don't know as far as back as Chris knows me. Um, I feel that that ownership will be what solidifies Junior. What will I'm not gonna say solidify, but what will finally get him out of from being under daddy's tailcoat or out of daddy's shadow. I think that Junior Motorsport will be a legit team in the NASCAR uh, Cup Series. He will have a championship in there, and that will will finally be able to get him from underneath that tailcoat. Um, That tailcoat. That's something that, yes, Chris, I've been saying that for years. This is something I've seen coming. I'm not surprised this whole conversation. Maybe so a little bit more of the fact that it's got to do with Josh Berry or coming after the Josh Berry, but this is something that I have seen. I think this is something that they have been working for for a while to put together, and I think that will, will finally will be able to get all those naysayers to quit saying it's because of daddy, daddy this, daddy that. This will be what actually gets him out of that and will make Junior be his own person, no longer in daddy's shadow. Well, daddy, this, 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 daddy's name will get you so far. I mean, look at Kyle like. This is this, this is the one opportunity I think where somebody got to get into Jeff uh, into Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s circle, and they've had some garage talk. They sat around and had a couple beers in the garage with the late model, and Junior said, "Man, I want to get you there. I want to get you there, and I ain't going to give up on you because somebody didn't give up on me." And this is I I, I can see the picture being painted a lot more now, Mr. CJ Sports of how this is all meaningful because, you know, you've had the transition of driver to, uh, uh, of course, team owner, right? And, and of course, like, he's already been semi-more uh, exceptional as a team owner than he was as a driver. I mean, you know, the guy's got two Daytona 500, so let's not sell him short. And also, let's remember that for eight years, this guy was at the bottom of the dumpsters and then made his way back to the top before a head injury eventually sidelined the guy for his career. So, I mean, he had to battle all the way from the top down to the bottom and battle again because cream always rises to the top. I like what you said, Mr. CJ Sports. I believe as well that his legacy is tied behind junior motorsports. And I believe that almost every fan out there wants to see a resurrection of DEI, and the only way we'll ever get the true resurrection of DEI is through Junior Motorsports, and it's taken a lot of smart people to get them to the point that they are at today. I always thought that they would jump in and they would do like Tony Stewart and throw a bunch of damn money into sponsorships, get the top-caliber drivers. Now I'm seeing it more of the way Junior's done it from the beginning, in-house breeding. They picked Brett Keselowski out of a turnip truck. This guy, he, he 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 never really showed anything, any promise in a truck. 
Uh, he drove his own for his own father. But it was the determination, I think, that, that Joe Hart seen in, in Brad Keselowski uh, that, you know, made him want to fire Shane Huffman, who become a, a pretty successful crew chief uh, after being fired from uh, Chance 2 Motorsports or Junior Motorsports, I believe, in the transition. Well, I agree with you, Chris. I think that, and I agree with uh, CJ as well, that this is going to solidify his career. Um, I think that, I think he's always wanted to go into cup. However, there was certain things that needed to be put in place. <laughs> Obviously aligning with Henderson 07, I think it was, or 08, was uh, no way. his best chance when, when dad passed away. <laughs> In 2001, and I think when Dad passed away in 2001, that pretty much solidified the ending of uh, DEI as we know it. So I mean, I, I you're right. He has a, he has two Daytona 500s. Uh, he resurrected his career at, at Hendrick, and then you know, unfortunately, like you said, just to reiterate, that head injury did him in. See, I, he was I wanted to be. I wanted to be careful in saying solidify because I I am I am by no stretch of the imagination a senior or junior fan. I just I've never I don't know, fans crack me up because I think Kyle Bush is like one of the closest racers style wise as we had to senior. He'll move anybody out of the way, but everybody hates Kyle Bush and has the same arrogance about him as senior, but everybody loves senior but hates Kyle Bush. So it it kinda confuses me with that. So I try not I, I try not to I try, <laughs> but I try not to use the word. I, I try not to use the word solidify because I, I don't want to use my dislike for um, Junior. Even though I'll tell anybody in a heartbeat, out of the hundred or so odd races I've been to doing media, when Junior won the grandfather clock at Martinsville, and I got to be in the media center for that particular race as well, that by far, hands down, was the best time I've ever had in the media center. That it was a riot in there. It was it was by far the funnest. I've been there when Gordon retired. I've been there when Bushes showed his ass. Um, I, I've been in there for a lot of times. I've got to interview everybody in the first uh, chase back of the Hall of Fame when they did that. But by far, the best time I ever had was when uh, Earnhardt won the grandfather clock at Martinsville. Um, so I didn't want to use that. I just feel, and, and you can use the word solidify. I just knew he's a Daytona winner. He, I think. I think if things would have played out differently, there's a good chance he could have won a championship at Hendrick. I just think things didn't play out the way they needed to play out and with injuries and just bad luck. Um, so I didn't want to use the word necessary to solidify. So I tried to make sure that I worded that away a, a um, that didn't make me come off as a hater. Because I don't I respect him. I just, I've just never been a fan of him. Me, it more so, it just solidifies his name in the sport. It solidifies... It, it, I'm not going to say even more really solidify. I think that what gets him out of out of dad's tail coat, what gets him out of that shadow, I think that's one of the biggest things that haters use against him is your da- you use your dad's name. You, you know, you, you wrote off your dad's tail coat, you this, you that. And so I think that will be, you know, I, I think he's done enough in his career that he's not necessarily in dad's shadow. I just don't, I think this right here, 
kind of solidifies all that in in that conversation. Because then as an owner, I think he's one of the best owners out there. I think he does really good in recruiting drivers. Obviously, he's done really good with Josh Berry getting finding the young talent, and you're going on six, seven years. I think he's brought him through the ranks properly. Um, what he's done to rejuvenate re, uh, um, Algar's career, who after listening to that interview and he was about ready to walk away from the sport after going coming back down after running for uh, – Scott, whatever, Scott Racing, the 51 car, um, and the bad luck he was having at first. Uh, he, you know, he about walked away from the sport. Now Algar seems like he's out there having fun, um, carrying on with uh, Noah Gregson and getting him out there. And, and um, uh, just what he has done with these drivers and different drivers that he has been part of and it, it just the quality of product he's putting out there. I, I think he's done this right. He's one of the better owners in the Xfinity Series, in my opinion. And I think he's doing it to set himself up to be a cup owner. I think he's doing it right, learning what he needs to learn, building a, a great organization from the ground up. That way, when they were ready, when the sponsorship was there and the team was ready, um, and all the pieces and the parts were there to be a cup team, that it wouldn't fail. It wouldn't be like a Michael Walter Bracing where you're here one year and gone the next year and some of these other teams that are just not making it and haven't made it. Um, I, I think that he's been doing it right um, and and building a, a phenomenal um, team in the Xfinity Series, and I, I think that once he's ready to make this jump, I think that it's going to be a lot of success there. And I, like I said, I think at the end of the day, that's what's going to get him from out of Dad's shadow, off Dad's tailgate, whatever you want to call it, and solidify his name. I think that there will be a junior motorsports car crown champion, and I don't think it'll take long. I'm not going to say year one or year two, but I, I'd be willing to bet within five years. I would not be surprised if he does, if his team does not win a championship, they hit one of his cars or his only car. I don't know how many they would come out with and how long before to be multiple teams, but one or his only car would be in the four, four cars in the final race, wherever we happen to have it that year um, kind of organization. I just want to I just want to chime in quick. I want to apologize. I was a little disconnected about 15 minutes ago. Our guest Terrell Racing was supposed to join us at 8:30. They had an unforeseen emergency um, that they need to take care of, but they will be joining us June. Uh, what date did I tell you, Taz? June May 31st. Uh, May 31st. So I just want to apologize for anybody that tuned in. Um, to listen to their interview. But stay here because uh, if you think, if you know Jeremy Terrell, then uh, you know that he's a comedian in and of itself. Of himself. And if you think he's funny, just keep listening to this show. This, this is going to get good uh, over the next 90 minutes or so. Um, so May 31st, they're going to join us. I just, you know, uh, what one more thing, and then we'll get out of this uh, Dale Earnhardt Cup team. I think that anybody who, I think that anybody who starts off um, an Xfinity team or starts off a team, for the most part, I think they have the goal of moving up in the ranks. I think they have the goal. I don't necessarily know if they have the stamina, and. That is where Junior Motorsports has come up. They have the stamina. Kelly Earnhardt Elledge, I think that's her last name, 
you know, she's been a, an intricate part of Junior's success over at Junior Motorsports. She keeps him in check. And I'm pretty sure that when they when they go cup racing, she will move up as well and, and foresee those uh, foresee those efforts still. And I think that that'll be a big part of uh, Junior Motorsports' success in the Cup Series when, not if, it happens. Taz? I was going to change subject, but... I Go think, ahead. So, my thing here, now that we leave off... Now we leave off Martinsville and head into Richmond... And we now have a our first repeat winner of the season. I'm lo- starting to look at certain teams as to who are the threats really. Now that we're getting more into the season, who are the teams we need to not really look out for that we are kind of all eyeballing early on. And the two teams I'm going to look at heavily, and we'll start with this team first that is Joe Gibbs racing and right now the to me and it may shock some people when I say this but to me in my own eyes I believe that Mr. T-Rex is leading Joe Gibbs stable right now yes the hamster is leading the point standings, but he doesn't have a win. He's had car, he's had winning race cars. It's just putting everything together from flag to flag, and Amster has not done it. What do you mean, Chris? Which means he's not going to be a Hendrick driver. Oh, I was listening to Taz. I think we kind of that was just uh, in the comments there. Oh, okay. Yeah, because um, I was really no, more. It was really more of a question mark because because the comments made by Kelly. Uh, of course, we we were trying to move away from the subject. Uh, Kelly made the comment about uh, Noah. It was asked about Noah Gresden why they put so much time, quality time into Noah, and she said, "Well, we don't want to get rid of the next Dale Earnhardt." And so, you know, what that question mark is, is are they leaning towards, was that a, was that, of course, now that we've heard the comments that they want to go cup racing, does that mean that Noah's really doesn't have a chance to be a Hendrick driver? And they, because at some point in time, you have to wonder, when are they going to cut the strings on Noah Gresden? Because there's not any room over at uh, Hendrick Motorsports at this point in time. Uh, Ally, I think, is already... I uh, said so that they said they're going to stick with Alex Bowman. Willie B is under contract. Um, of course, Chase Elliott and Kyle Willie. are under contract. Yeah. So, so, but uh, Taz, uh, what what were you saying? We're, I was looking at teams that we could be that we're looking at, not looking at who who's performing and not performing now that we're eight races in and we finally have our first repeat winner. What teams should we be looking at? What teams should we not be looking at? I'm looking at two teams specifically. One is good, one is bad. Well, I guess you could kind of look at one as good. It depends. 
Uh, Joe Gibbs Racing, they have, they have three wins as a team, but leading the charge is somebody that some people may be surprised by when I say this, and it's not Hamster. I'm, Hamster's not leading the charge. Yes, he's the point leader, but he doesn't have any wins. He's got race-winning cars, but you need to put everything together from flag to flag, and unfortunately him and his team have not done it. Leading the Joe Gibbs stable, in my opinion, is T-Rex. He has won two races. We're heading to a track that favors uh, T-Rex right now, and I believe we could be seeing a switch in Joe Gibbs from Bushy Bushy and Hamster to now it's T-Rex. Ding Dong Bell needs a little work. He's got to win at the Daytona Road Course. But <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> oh, you might as well call him Dingling, <laughs> but I get the ding dong. <laughs> no, Dingling is Almondinger. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I, 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 I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. <laughs> I, I, I'll tell you right now. Why I, I already have the mic. I have been completely wrong about Martin Truex Jr. And I, I, I know you guys don't hear me come out with that too many times. But I have I have fought the notion that all Truex is at the end of his career was all Cole Pern. Uh, he's proven me wrong every step of the way. And uh, I respect that. Uh, Martin Truex, though I have over the years felt that he's been kind of whiny and too cheap, uh, when you keep winning, man, you back it up, and uh, that's that's what he's doing right now. And he is the uh, he's the top dog right now at Joe Gibbs Racing. I don't think any of us would have predicted that at the beginning of the year. Well, no, because you know we said that. We, I remember the conversation. We had said that you know Joe Gibbs is loyal to really only two drivers, and that's Denny Hamlin. And Martin Truex, or Denny Hamlin, and, and Fry Baby Bush. So, you know, or as Taz calls him, Bushy Bushy Bitch. <laughs> um, I, I like what you just said, Chris, in the chat. Hamlin is today's Mark Martin, just with three Daytona 500 victories. He's always the bridesmaid. During championship season, he's never the bride. And, you know, I don't know what the 11 team can do to turn that around. I was listening to Sears last night, and I don't remember what the show it might have been with uh, uh, the Brad and Brad show there. But there's one guy said, every time I root, I always buy winning die casts. And I always think, well, damn, now I'm going to have to buy a Denny Hamlin die cast. He goes, and I have some. He goes, it seems like whenever I do that, I get saved and I don't have to waste that money. Mm-hmm. He said, because he never seems to get it done. And I'm like, well, that happens. That's like Miss who somebody commented in our thread yesterday during the race. Oh, Miss Lee did, I believe. Something about 
she's just going to pick who she doesn't want to win, and maybe she'll have a shot. Because every time she picks who she really wants to win, their ass sucks canal water. So, you know, that's that's also a good point. You know, so it's it's... I don't know what Hamlin's got to do to turn his luck around over there. I don't know what wholesale changes they got to make, if at all, if major, major changes, but they got to do something. Um, Because Mr. Gibb is only going to be, the coach is only going to be forgiving for so long. You're exactly right. And and to to go a little bit further with what you're saying, Craig, you know, when you – when you go in on your own team and you're still racing, you're kind of admitting that, hey, I've got some future plans, right? Those future plans may not necessarily mean trying to win a championship on your own. When he was racing Bubba Wallace, you had to kind of think in your head, okay, what is his frame of mind right now? Is he, I'm going to block for Bubba to win, or is he, I'm going to pass my own car and take a victory? Because the chase means a lot. And, you know, I guess, you know, similar to what uh, Kyle Busch did with Joe Heyman. Check. We got, we'll all sit here and say that, that uh, um, Kyle Busch has learned his never beating his own trucks throughout the years that, uh, you know, wins are pretty important, especially into the chase and for sponsorship. Uh, they have to get there. And he's had trucks miss the chase because he took victories away from his own guys. So being with that said, if if it was a last lap and Bubba Wallace was in the lead, would he pass or would he block? And well, I would almost say that he would pass. That's where his career is. I would almost say if I was a betting man, and I am, I would say that he would pass uh, because he wants that just as much as. Bubba or whatever new driver that he's going to get in there for uh, hopefully next season because of Bubba. And and CJ said it perfectly yesterday. Uh, Bubba's claim to frame, fame was the uh, the racism card last year. And, and that's only going to get you so far in NASCAR. That's only going to get you so far in life. I think that if Bubba doesn't, or if, yeah, if Bubba doesn't turn his shit around this year, I think MJ is going to be very, very vocal with getting somebody in that car that can get the job done. That's where that's where I think you're wrong, Craig, and I'm going to tell you why. Because I believe that Hamlin would make sure that his future paycheck is better than his paycheck that he's getting now. So that would mean that he would block for Bubba Wallace because the eventual payout is that's a successful race cup team. His, he's already getting paid from Joe Gibbs, my friend. He's already got that check cash. And anybody that does DoorDash knows that if that <laughs> if you can maximize your profit, uh, you are in there. So you you'll you you will decline something that's not worth your time. But if it maximizes your profits and it and it can be fit, you're going to accept that and uh, try to double your money. It, it's exactly what Hamlin will be faced with if it comes down to the last race of the year or the last race of the regular season and Bubba Wallace, one point out from getting in. Denny Hamlin will have to make a choice whether or not to spin out, pit, or just accept fate for what it truly is. And knowing the future that he has 
brought forth with this 23-11 team, he'll be more worried about that than he will be his own self, which, is, which, which goes back to the point that Miss Lee made. He's not focused on a championship anymore. He's focused on the future. Sad. Yeah, I'm going to say with Craig. I'm going to say with Craig when it comes to Hamlin going against Hubba Bubba. And if it came down to would you pass him or would you let him go? Hamster needs to prove something. And and we all know, and I'm sure he knows it too, that he – wants the championship, he needs a championship to really solidify himself. And, I mean, he's done a lot in the in his career, and we all know that the championship really eludes him. It's like eating him alive, and we all know once, once and if he ever gets that championship, that giant monkey's going to be lifted off his shoulder, but it's just only a matter of time. And we all know if he doesn't get a championship as a driver, then he's obviously going to focus on the ownership. But the question is going to be how long of this alliance deal are you going to have with Joe Gibbs? Are you going to keep it going till you basically die off? Or are you going to be the guy that will run on your own? And I believe with Hubba Bubba, he's already got sponsorship. But he needs to be consistent. And we saw him play strategy yesterday. And some of it kind of worked, some of it didn't. But he, Bubba's got the sponsorship. So Hamlin primarily has FedEx. I mean, I know, I think he picked up one or two more primary sponsors this year. But Hamsters at this rate just needs to focus on if I want a championship, I got to do it now. Otherwise, I'm never going to do it unless I am, unless I get as an owner, which I have plenty of time to do. Now let's talk Carl Edwards. There was rumblings that he was coming back or that he missed racing and I don't and I don't doubt one bit he misses being behind the wheel I don't think he misses the daily grind or the the daily frustration or the weekly frustration or hell the lap by lap frustration that he felt the guy but, stood uh, in front of us and quit SRX the guy stood in front of us in January of a of a new race season and quit. He quit. He put his helmet. He he as the old saying, he got his ball and went home. He picked up his helmet and went to the house. He quit. Now all of a sudden Carl Edwards wants to come back to racing for a one and done. What he seen was that I'll dirt race and he thought, Oh my God, I gotta be a part of it. But that's what every racer on the edge of their seat said. So is it relevant that Carl Edwards all of a sudden wants to come back? Look, this guy was raking his mind by Tony Stewart in 2014 when Tony sat next to him and said, I'm going to win this championship. And Carl was like, well, you got to go through me first. And he was like, I already have. 
And from that point on, Carl Edwards was never the same, and all it ever did was hurt his feelings every time he lost another championship. So now all of a sudden, Carl Edwards says, oh, there's a dirt race. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come back for a one and done. Look, man, everybody wants to do what Greg Bissell did. But Greg Bissell really did pull off what nobody thought he could do. That was a one and done. For, for, well, I don't, for Flippy, for Flippy cousin Carl, he the flipper. <laughs> he 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 basically pulled this. Oh, I wrecked for I got wrecked in the championship, honey. Save me! What am I gonna do? I don't know what to do anymore. And here comes the whip. You're done. Uh, I hear, I am here today to announce my retirement from NASCAR. I have officially quit. I can't stand this. I know it's January, race season next month, but I can't do it anymore. He got, he cried, whipped, and that was about it. Now he wants to come back and says, oh, I missed it. I missed it. I, w- I would like to have a ride. Hey, Flippy, go over to a smaller series. If you want to do a one-and-done deal, well. Yes. I don't know yes. where you're going to go this- for that, but. Miss Lee, put it perfectly. That's one for you. Miss Lee, put it perfectly. Cousin Carl has is a has been. His wife whooped him. I mean, look, you could have walked away from racing and still been a part of racing. You could have gotten out of the car and still somehow filled out your contract with Joe Gibbs or joined the broadcasting booth. We all thought Cousin Carl would do great in the broadcasting booth. This guy took his ball and went home, and we ain't heard nothing from him in four years. And then all of a sudden, a dirt race pops up, and it was really cool, and it was fun to watch. And now this guy says, hey, I want a one and done. Go back home with your ball and, and enjoy retirement, Cousin Carl. You know, and I'm sure somebody will give him a chance, and 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 whether or not that's warranted, uh, maybe so. Uh, but uh, I would definitely want a, more of a commitment than a one and done. I just one and done has started with Dale Jr.'s yearly one and done, but but that was prior commitments with sponsorships. That's how he got sponsorships to sit at the table for a full year. Is hey, I'm going to drive this one race, and you're going to sponsor me for it. And I, I mean, I get it. So Cousin Carl was wanting a one-and-done. The guy left the sport. He abandoned us. There were Cousin Carl fans who were devastated that this guy up and left the sport and 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 was unheard from for four years. SRX, SRX, SRX. Tony Stewart would just rape his mind there, too. He doesn't want to get anywhere near Tony Stewart. Tony Stewart single-handedly wrecked Carl Edwards' career because Carl Edwards was going to be a champion in the Cup Series. Tony Stewart did what nobody thought he could do, and it started with kicking out a certain somebody's wife that's been on the show. That was a hell of a year for Tony. And uh, he said he... Got rid of some, uh, well, I won't say what he said because I think highly of this person. So, But anyway, it is what it is. Tony Stewart come out there and he whooped Carl Edwards' ass, got the most laps led, got the win, and Cousin Carl went home with a really sad face. And then it took five more, four more years 
of of trying to get something that he was never going to have, and eventually took his ball and went home because he knew that he could never get the job done. So, oh, you know, Chris, did you know? Sorry to interrupt you, but I just seen this. I was just looking up the question that Miss Lee asked, and I see it as a no. She asked, "Has he done any racing at all?" From what I can see, no. Chip Ganassi did contact him about replacing Larson last year, but he said no. Um, so we'll have he to see what. He turned out what? Yeah, he no turned interest. out Chip Ganassi. Oh my God! No interest at all. Oh my! Didn't just turn him down. Basically, was like, I'm not interested at all. I'm enjoying being retired. But, I mean, this car, it was, has dirt roots. So, like I said, any of us dirt fans, we were on the edge of our seats for that race. It made us feel emotional. It gave us this happy feeling. And Cousin Carl just, like, opened his mouth and was like, hey, I want to come back. And we're all like, dude, stay at the house. Better for you. Stay at, stay at the house with your whip that your wife hit you with. So Go fly your airplane. Look. I, I see a lot of people that, and Miss Lee can identify this one, with this probably more than us guys, but it kind of reminds me of baby fever. You know, you see a newborn baby, and they're cute and cuddly, and, you know, and you think, oh, well, that ain't a one and done, son. A baby comes along, and that's a lot of work. So Carl Edwards had baby fever when he seen the dirt race, and then once he realized that it was going to be more of a commitment than he wanted to deal with, he was, he kind of, and then he seen that no team was really interested, he kind of changed his mind. Miss Lee just said, laughing my ass off. Because I don't know too many guys that get baby fever. I got racing fever once in a while. I'm still trying to find somebody to let me go in their four-cylinder this year at one time. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Please. Oh, no. So, so back to the point of, of Joe Gibbs Racing and, and maybe being the top uh, organization right now because they've had they maximized themselves on three wins, which is, I think, twice more than any other organization, right? Because uh, – We've only had a few uh, winners, Kyle Larson. No, no. Hendrick has two. No. Okay. Two. Larson and Free Willy? Yeah, Free Willy and Larson. Okay. So it's 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 like, yeah, you expect Chase to be the one of the winners. He's not. And over at the Gibbs you expect uh you expect uh uh, you know, Kyle Bush or Denny Hamlin, neither one of those guys have won. And over at, over at uh, Penske, you expect Logano and Keselowski, but it's actually Logano and Ryan Blaney. Uh, so uh, as we watch the tide turn in the Cup Series, some, uh, some definite – but who is the strongest organization? Because just because – uh, Joe Gibbs ha- Racing has three wins, and the other organizations such as uh, Hendrick and uh, Penske both have single two, two wins. Of course, Stuart Haas has zero wins. 
Um, and uh, children's racing has zero wins. Um, how does that rank them uh, amongst each other? Who is the most? Who is the dominant organization? Right? Who is better fit for the championship run? Is it Penske? Is it Hendrick? Or is it? I don't think there's one strong true organization that's out there. Yeah, JGR has three wins. Then you have Hendrick and Penske with two. But if you're looking as a team overall, in terms of what I'm looking at, in terms of the playoff grid right now, your strongest team, in my opinion, is, and it's not by a whole lot either, is JGR. They have three wins. You, In terms of points, you have T-Rex and Hamster, top two. Ding Dong Bell sits 10th. And Bushy Bushy, I'm not, oh, I screw up. Bushy Bushy Bitch is in 11th. Mr. CJ, I'm sorry, not sorry. Boosh. Uh, I don't see how, the, how you can really count out Hendrick right now being the top organization because you've got the hottest driver in the cup series right now, Kyle Larson, who had, who probably in a better position to win. Had he not had his freaking teammate slowing him down, get the hell out of the way. Chase Elliott let Larson to the front, but that's going to be the problem at Hendrick Motorsports. Chase Elliott will refuse to admit that Kyle Larson is the big daddy now at Hendrick Motorsports. Hendrick will not. Hendrick right now is not the top tier team. And here's why I say this. Alex Bowman is not in the top 16 of the playoffs right now. He currently sits 17th in points, five points back. Is that much? No. But if you look at the other three Hendrick cars compared to Bowman, there, Larson sits fourth, and then it's Byron and Elliott sixth and seventh, respectively. And Bowman's out camping somewhere in Thousand Islands. And that's why I say JGR right now, as we speak, is the top team because you have, you have two guys in the top two of the points. And then you have 10th and 11th. Well, what the hell has Bushy Bitch Boy done for me lately? I mean, other than just burn through my damn fantasy league. I mean, okay. So what's Hamlin really done? I mean, you're, you're basing this off of Ding Dong Bell and, 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 and Martin Truex, who happened to win two races, one of them being at Martinsville. And we know the reason why the Fords Who's are having such a hard time. I'm looking at points, We're my not friend. even talking about Penske, and you're still trying to crown <laughs> JGR as this holy bearer, this, this, this Jesus Christ of NASCAR right now. And I just don't see it. I don't like it. I don't – I mean, to hell with Toyota. They should be, they should be illegal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So, um, yeah, I just – did a post on my personal page and I tagged Taz in it, but me racing me racing a four cylinder is gonna be like 
uh, Denny Hamlin winning another championship. As uh, the great Vince McMahon would say, I got no chance. But, but I don't know. You know one team that's slouching, though? One team that is slouching, and you can probably yeah. say it's maybe the younger experience or something's happening over there. Not horrible. sure what's going on. <laughs> Stuart Haas. Stuart Haas struggling. What is going on? Last year, they were one of the big teams to look out for. This year, it's like the flip. The switch just got flipped. Like, where do they go? I know where they it's went. It's a rebuild year. They, they went to the shitter and forgot to come out. Oh, my God. Well, Harvick's 44 years old. Um, the rest of the team's fairly young. Eric Amarola stinks worse than a bullshit. Okay. Double, I mean, the AA battery <laughs> needs some charge. He, he needs something for sure. A little bit of energizer or something in that uh, number 10 Smithfield Farms machine. I mean, wake up and smell the bacon, buddy. You know, you're about to be out of a ride, son. Carl Edwards is knocking on your freaking door. <laughs> you, you better watch out. I mean, shoot, <laughs> you have Happy Harvick, who's going to be retiring in a few years. I mean, I mean, brisket man, brisket boy down there is he was struggling at the moment. Whatever. And then he was having cut... a good race, and then he had a flat tire. Well, brisket boy was, is a little struggling. Was having a good I, can, race. I can understand brisket boy struggling. I mean, rookie season, you're adjusting. I mean, we look at custard sauce last year until he won Kansas out of nowhere. Zero progression this year by Cole Custer. That is a concern. Zero progression. Like, we're not talking more about Cole and He's about like Chris Busher's win. It happened, but we all forgot about it. I don't know. Yeah. I just – go ahead, Tess. Yeah, Stuart Hoff's struggling. I mean, like I said, you got Happy Man Harvick, who's only got a few years left. He's, I don't know if he's going to be going on this Jimmy Johnson slump to end his career. It happens fast. It happens really fast. And and we could be seeing this not just from, uh, not just from Harvick, but several other cup drivers who, like Casey Kane, nobody would have bet that Casey Kane's career would have fell off as quick as it did. When he went to Hendrick Motorsports, oh, Casey's about to win championships. He's in the best spot that he can be at. Oh, my gosh. He's going to put that five car. You know, it's gonna, they're, they're, they're going to be unstoppable. Kenny Irwin, uh, not Kenny Irwin, Kenny Francis, the crew chief. Uh, you know, th- this is a match made in heaven. Well, huh. you know, what did he come up with? Three wins total with the organization in five years? Mitch Lee just brought up a really good point, guys, and then we're gonna we're gonna take we're gonna talk local local racing. Um, what's Happy Harvick gonna do now that his his truck team is gone because he listened to uh, Mrs. Fire's suit there and disbanded his his truck team? Uh, maybe he needs to do what every good owner needs to do every once in a while and, and get her out of the way. And let him figure out his career because his agency sure as hell ain't doing much shit. He's probably going to pull the Chef Boyardee move, join the broadcast booth, but he'll do it Xfinity style. 
Yeah, well, I, I I like Clint Boyer in the booth, so I hope they don't screw with that combination. I thought D.W. missed in the booth. That was pretty sad there. Say that again. D.W. actually come out publicly and said that he missed uh, being uh, in the booth. That retirement was not what he thought it would be. Wow. But God yeah, that's, probably that's probably because the wife has him doing more projects at home now that he doesn't have anything really to do. Yeah. Well, like, the guy's been racing his whole life. He, he, he was 17 years old and and racing was his entire life. And uh, I guess when you get home and you realize, hey, this is it, this is it. you know, this is the final stretch, uh, I guess it can kind of get to you. Uh, so uh, let's go into a commercial break, guys. Trying to find it, hey. Are you ready? Your wedding day. A day that you've envisioned in your mind since you were a child. And now that it's becoming a reality, don't risk your once-in-a-lifetime events to a once-in-a-while amateur you found on Craigslist. The entertainment you choose for your special day can either make or break your celebration. You can never redo your wedding. But you can avoid a costly mistake by hiring a true professional. We make every wedding unforgettable. When what you need is more than music, what you want is more to music. That's M-O-O-R-E to M-U-S-I-C. More to music. Find more to music on Facebook. M-O-O-R-E to M-U-S-I-C. Also, moretomusic.com. More to music. More to music specializes in weddings, anniversaries, parties of all kinds including the one in your backyard where you want some karaoke for all your friends? More to Music. Owner-operator Craig Moore can be found on Facebook right now. More to Music. M-O-O-R-E, the number two, M-U-S-I-C. More to Music. More to Music. By the way, it's never too early to plan your event. Plus, check out moretomusic.com. Find out how you could win $500 in karaoke idol. Moretomusic.com. More to Music. All of Craig Moore's services offered are available on his webpage, moretomusic.com. M-O-O-R-E, the number two, M-U-S-I-C.com. Moretomusic.com. When what you want is more than music, what you need is more to music. Moretomusic.com. All right. That's a hell of a commercial. We got to get some more, though, in there. Um, listen, I just uh, I want to say something to follow up that spot of mine. 2022 is already I don't know what the hell that just was. But... <laughs> 2022 already booking, and if I will travel, because I'm going down to, uh, I'm actually going down to Jason's old neck of the woods, down in the Raleigh area uh, in July. So I will come there. 
if you're willing to pay, I'm willing to travel. So, uh, I, let's, Taz, you, you said to us all that you were going to release your inner Hulk Hogan. Now, that's not the racism side, right? Because uh, that wouldn't be good. No. Oh, it's not messing with the Bubba, with the Bubba, Bubba's wife either, is it? No, 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 no. Ooh, from Ocala. Ooh, maybe we should mention that. Well, let me tell you something here, brother. Fonda Speedway, the track of champions, is back in action this Saturday night. The, for the 2021 season, the fans are back. That's right, the fans are back, brother. We have the Sunoco Modifies, the Swagger Factory Peril, Creek 602 Sportsman, Montgomery County Office of Aging Limited Sportsman, the Algonquin Motel Pro Sox, and the Fonda Fair four-cylinder cruisers all taking action, kicking things off for the 2021 season. Fans are back in the stands, brother. And what you going to do when the DJ, Craig Moore, and the Tasmanian Double Flaggers, Taz Taylor, runs wild all over Fonda Speedway, brother. I guess that means I got to show up now, huh? Oh. Got a sleeping I, I I don't usually go until the weather is warmer, but now since Taz says something about I'm going to be there, I guess I better show up. You better. After <laughs> <laughs> I just pull all that. <laughs> oh. I but, usually uh, don't yeah. go to the roof until it's warmer. But yes, Fonda back in action. Fans in the stands. Woo! That's right. It gates open at Fonda at 3.30. Hot laps at 5.30. Racing hits the green at 6.30. Grandstand pricing, adults are $11. Seniors, 65 and above, $9. Kids 11 and under are free. If you go into the pits, Fonda members are $30. Non-members, $35. And this past Saturday, they had practice. And three drivers were awarded a $100 bonus for setting quick times. Or should I say as, uh, I think think it's good old World of Outlaws put it, the quick time. That's right. Bobby Varon had the quick time overall in practice in the Sunoco Modifieds with a with a speedy speedy lap of 18.998 seconds around the half mile. Mark Mortensen had the Crate 602 Sportsman fast lap of 19.804 seconds. And Kenny Gates, no shocker there, sets the quick time for the Algonquin Motel Pro Stocks with a time of 21.944. Those three drivers get the $100 bonus from Hazer's Quick Time by Rob Hazer. Then Stephen Gray sets a fast time for the Limited Sportsman with a 20.858 second lap time. Then the dual overhead cam cruiser champion from one year ago. He set the quick time at practice for the four cylinders again with a 25.512 second lap time. Danny Varon, they had a few sprint cars there and Danny Varon set the quick time there with 17.343 seconds. And again, 
Fonda Speedway back in action in 2021, opening night this Saturday, April 17th. The Track and Champions back in action for their 70th consecutive season of racing at the Montgomery County Fairgrounds. And the sponsor of this event is Alton and Carol Palmer of Palmer Service Center. And plus, Short Track Super Series Cajun Region round number two kicks off this Saturday at Thunder Valley Speedway in Louisiana. Can Cody Robbins Robbins go two for two? Or will somebody Down here in my territory, Taz. And hey, Chris, speaking of the Cajun Region, uh, did you happen to catch that Dirt Track Digest article I sent you over? Oh, I sure did, my friend. How'd you feel of some of the points that were made in there? Very impressed. And I I think that I was uh, a fan of it from the beginning, saying, look, these guys have had such a, you know, rules. It's been so open around here with the modified. And the lack of super late models, the interest as well. This is something that fans can get fired up about. And already having 14 race cars, man, I'm telling you, we are on the verge of a breakout with this uh, with this big block modified down here in the south. Uh, I cannot wait to see what it is in another year. Yeah, according to from what I hear, there they started with fourteen, and one year ago they had three in their first event. So go from three mm-hmm. to fourteen, it's pretty impressive. And then you're gonna go and have possibly more cars. And hey. 20-lap feature for $1,000 when you can't go wrong with that for down there. No, and, and I was kind of surprised that the purse was as low as what it is, considering that these are the main event cars where y'all come from. $1,000 isn't, you know, really, it's not that big of a purse. We're paying those in modifieds. We're paying those in street stock sometimes. Even a factory stock race the other night was 1500 to win. So $1,000 for the winner is uh, it's a very doable purse, and it's good to see the uh, the the uh, a promoter working with the racetracks at a at an affordable uh, rate of a uh, 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 purse. It's I think they're just putting it that low for the time being, being that there's some they're trying to see what counts yeah. look like and such like that, so. But also another plug-in, based on the past guest that we had earlier this year, Bessel Motor Speedway roars for the first time in 2021 this Saturday, April 17th as well. They'll be having open class practice from 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. All cars and classes competing at the Speedway in 2021 are a welcome pit admission $30. Then at 6 p.m., they go racing with the first race of the 2021 Open Comp Competition Enduro Championship Series. The Junkyard Dog 71 lap championship honoring longtime racer and friend, the Junkyard Dog Don Palmatier, starting at 6 o'clock. Enduro entry is $50 and grandstand admission is free. Face coverings and social distance required on Speedway grounds. So, Andy. So, Andy, or any Bethel Motor Speedway fan that's out there listening, I just got yourself a plug. Well, all right. 
Chris, you got anything for why not or no? Yeah, I mean, we're racing this weekend. No big deal. Uh, just a weekly racing show. I believe we'll, we may have some school buses that we're going to race, um, but nothing school nothing really big that stands up. Yeah, we have a school bus race about once a year. Of course, it's uh, – well, I won't give it away, but it's kind of like wrestling. You know who's going to win. Man, we smashed uh, school buses up here, and you guys are racing them. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it's turned into a tradition. And it's choreographed, and uh, they have a really good time with it. And uh, there's some danger involved. And uh, there's some school buses that might just get turned over a couple of times. We turn them over, too, up here, but it's usually by the sheriff's department. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't say that. Well, I, I would hope that uh, you're... Uh, your your gas tanks aren't filled with moonshine. Not saying that ours are, but uh, yeah, maybe I am. Well, you know, it's not fueled by moonshine. At least not good quality moonshine. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm not objecting uh, to if you want to send me some up here. Well, I mean, that's the whole point in turning them upside down so you can get all the drop out of it, you know? That's right. That's right. No, I'm excited for Fonda this weekend. Um, I know Jeffrey Terrell is listening in, and uh, they they did pretty well too. Um, in the third, I think the only one that beat them was Mark uh, in times. Taz, you have the times there, do you not? Mm, not everyone's times. I didn't pull that up. Oh, okay. Um, they, I was talking to I was talking to Jeremy today at, at prison. I mean work, and he said that they made a change. They didn't, from what I understand. And Jeff, I know you're listening, um, so you can. Yes, the trucks are still off. Um, he said they made some changes. He wanted to make a change. In the second in the second uh, practice, but they held off and made it to they made it in the third practice. So you know it'll be it'll be interesting to see um, come this coming weekend. I know Jeremy got his first Fonda stripe. Uh, it looked pretty good. They'll have that fixed, and uh, I know of a sponsor coming to Terrell Racing. But I don't know. Hey, uh, Jer- uh, Jeff, I know you're listening. <laughs> Press one if you want to make that announcement. Who your newest sponsor is coming to uh, coming to your There's race team? What's that? There's nobody on there. Oh, I'll tell right. you my top tip. All right, I didn't know if he was still listening or not. Um, but he just Jeremy let the cat out of the bag to me today. I'll share it on the race chat live page as soon as uh um, he releases it to the public. But it's a pretty big sponsor for uh for a little known uh limited sportsman team here in the upstate area. Let's just put it that way. So uh Miss Lee said 
might be listening to you like right now. Yeah, he might be. All right. I will tell you that um, we're going to go over the schedule, Taz. Go over the schedule for the weekend. NASCAR schedule for Richmond this weekend. We have the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series with the Toyota Care 250 at 1.30 p.m. Eastern on Fox Sports 1. Or if you want to listen on the radio, it'll be on MRN, the Motor Racing Network. Then on Sunday, April 18th, the stars and cars of the NASCAR Cup Series will hit the track at Richmond for 3 p.m. Eastern start time for the Toyota Owners 400. And that'll be on the main Fox broadcast channel. Also on the radio side will be MRN, the Motor Racing Network, to cover that one. And for you Canadian folks, the main TSN broadcast channel will have your coverage up north of the border. That's awesome. And for the first time, and for the truck series, believe it or not, they ran in September of 2020 last year, but before that, they have not ran at Richmond since 2005. So this is going to be—I think this is going to be one wild card truck race, in my opinion. I, I like the trucks on a short track. Um, I always have. I like them on a short track. You know, I'm not a big fan of the big big track races because I don't like to follow the leader crap. Um, I like when they're beating and banging like they do at the Ridge every week. And, uh, you know, it should prove to be, it should prove to be epic. Now, this is another Saturday night race for the Cup Series, correct? Uh, no, we're we're racing daytime this, at Richmond this time. Shit. And think, and think of it this think of it this way too. This for the Cup Series. This is the third short in three weeks or four weeks. Yeah. Third race in a row. Third short track in a row in four weeks. Woo, baby, baby. Baby, baby. There's a song and I can't think of it. Uh, it starts off that way. <laughs> I always go back. All right, Jeffrey is in the queue. If somebody could put him in the queue, I told him if he wanted to call in and release his two new sponsors, one of which which is local, the second one, um, somebody wants to turn down their volume. So that way we have no feedback. That would be awesome. That might be Jeffrey. There we go. Don't get hooked on me. Yes, Miss Lee. Baby, baby, don't get hooked on me. And that is why I DJ and don't sing. (laughs) So it's... All right. Uh, Can somebody turn down their radio, their internet? Hello. Jeff, are you there? I'm here. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Is that your computer in the background? It might be my cell phone that I had in my hand. You want me to move it? Yeah, please. Did you like my rendition of that song? Is that better? That is better. How are you, buddy? Good. How are you tonight? 
Good. So, um, Loudmouth, otherwise known as your son, <laughs> he's a great kid. I bust him, but he's a great kid. Um, he he let a cat he let the cat out of the bag on two new sponsors that you guys have. Um, <clears throat> one of them is local to the Adirondacks. The other has ties to the Xfinity series. Am I correct? Yes, you are. Very correct. Um, I'm pretty smart. Even though I work where I work, I'm pretty smart. Um, <laughs> if you want to let the cat out of the bag, go right ahead. All right. Uh, after racing Saturday, uh, we had gotten a phone call uh, that afternoon, and then Sunday it was confirmed, and uh, Great Clips had uh, asked if they could uh, be on our team and join our team. So coming this Saturday, Great Clips uh, will be on the car. That is phenomenal. Congratulations. Now, i got to ask you, how did that? How did they pick Terrell Racing to pick up the phone or to get a hold of you on on your various social media outlets to uh, sponsor your team? Because and not without going into the interview, we're still waiting for Chris to come back. But you guys haven't raced. Um, yeah, I know, Tess. Um, we haven't we haven't raced in 13 years. Yeah, and and Jeremy and I were talking about that today, and that was due to some personal decisions you made, um, which is person perfectly viable. Um, but how did that come about, real quick? And then we got to get back to doing our picks for the final. They had uh, a they had a young lady who represents them at the races by the name of Marissa. Uh, Saturday, and she was walking around and talking to different people and watching the races. And at the end of our last session, she had come up and asked if we'd be interested in uh, talking with them in regards to sponsorship of the car. I said yes. I didn't know how far it would go. Uh, Then later that afternoon, it escalated, and then finally Sunday we closed everything up to have them on our car. That That is phenomenal. Taz, you want to chime in here real quick? So he might. With so with you guys not racing for the first time in thirteen years, if I heard that right. Yes. Um, how was it taking the track for the first time this weekend? What division and how many cars are you guys lining up for this year? Well, Saturday uh, at Fonda Speedway, we ran the 602 rookie class, which we're going to start in because of the fact that he hasn't raced in 13 years. Uh, So we're going to run that class for a little bit, and then we'll bump up to the regular 602 within time. Um, It was nerve-wracking. It was a little, you know, we're used to it. We've done it many times. Uh, Jeremy's raced since he was seven years old. But it was a little nerve-wracking knowing that we were going back to the track and we were finally going to be uh, competitive, even though I've been in the sport with other drivers for quite a few years. That is awesome. I'm just I'm thrilled for you guys. 
you got another sponsor, um, Gibo. Um, how do you say it? Teresa Gibo Photography, I guess it is, out in Lake George. That is your other sponsor yes, that came Teresa on Gibo. Today. Yes, that's one. That's another one that's coming aboard that we're we're finalizing and finishing up at this moment. Yeah, man, I spoke to her on the phone. I'm actually doing a wedding with her in July, and she's nice. actually going to do a photo shoot for me, a couple headshots uh, for some marketing. But uh, listen, I- I'd love to have you on longer, but we got to get some stuff done. But we're going to have you guys back May 31st. Okay. And <laughs> so Jeremy, we'll Jeremy should be on with me at that night. Yeah, that would be ideal is to have you both on that night. Absolutely. We'll again, make sure we're together. Congratulations on uh, the Great Clip sponsorship. I think that's phenomenal for a team of, you know, for somebody who has not raised in 13 years, uh, that is phenomenal news to uh, come back and come out of the gate with on a Saturday and finalize it on Sunday. So that is just, uh, that is just phenomenal. We're excited, and we look forward to partnering up with them and to having a great season for them. Now, do they have any local uh, places? Fantastic Sam's and Great Clips are uh, both in the same entity. Oh, okay. All right. Well, Fantastic Sam's cut my hair for years. so Right in Johnstone and yep, Amsterdam. John- and Amsterdam. So, uh, again, congratulations. Keep listening. Um And we'll talk to you real soon. All right. Thank you. You have a wonderful night. Thanks. You too. Bye, Dad. Bye. Bye-bye. That was Jeffrey Terrell of Terrell Racing announcing his major sponsorship. And I say major because, Taz, that's a big deal for a team that's not raced in 13 years. I mean, it's fantastic, Sam's. Yes, that's – that's – I companies have corporations have little offshoots. Fantastic Sam's is a part of the Great Clips family, but they don't run the um um they don't have the Great Clips logo on their buildings. So, if it was Fantastic Sam's, yeah, that'd be phenomenal because it's local. But when you get Great Clips, that says something. They lined themselves up with, if I'm not mistaken, Joe Gibbs Racing in the Xfinity Series. Am I correct? I'm trying to look that up. I want to say they are part of the Joe Gibbs stable, but I am i don't want to be quoted wrong on it, but they do have they do partner with a monster truck known as Mohawk Warrior and Monster so, Jam. So you know, and Miss Lee just confirmed it. She just looked it up. Thanks, Miss Lee. You know, I'm trying my damnedest to get that lady on. Um Miss Lee, for many of you that don't know, she is the silent but deadly partner of the one ten nation. And I say silent because you don't hear her on the air. We're hoping to get her on next week. And I say deadly because she is probably one of our biggest critics each and every week. And I I use that term lovingly because she will send us 
her thoughts on the show. And listen, I made it past nine o'clock and I haven't fallen asleep yet. <laughs> you didn't have no. you didn't have a lot of food this time, I guess. No, and I've been drinking coffee, so you know. Um, but no, I, I just I just think it's great. I think it's great for a local driver, and I mean I know Jeff and I know Jeremy and. Both great guys. Jeff is one of the top salesmen at Mangino Chevrolet in Amsterdam. So if you're, I'll give them, a, I'll give them a shout out. I'll give them a plug. I don't really care. Um, go see Jeff if you're in the market for a new or used car. Um, and if somebody were to come on with a, uh, oh, what the hell's the name of it? A James Chevrolet dealer um, sponsorship or a Fusillo sponsorship, I would plug them too. Um, if you're in the market for a newer used car, go down and see Jeff, and he'll take good care of you. I, I know he will. And uh, again, I just think it's great. I, I'm going to give you my pick. I'm not. I'm going to go with. Uh, we're going truck racing this weekend. Is that what we're doing? Yes. Yes, we, we are. Going- and I am working on sending over a a entry list to you right about now so everyone knows the truck entry list because yay Mr. Kyle Bush is racing the truck series I'm All right, I'll get a Kyle Bush for the win Mr. Bushy Bushy never mind have you seen, have you seen, have you seen the uh, uh, the race results uh, uh, fantasy because that, that may play a part in how I pick this week. I will take I'll take Kyle Bush for the win since he's in it. I gotta take Kyle Bush for the win. Oh, dude, you're cheap. Such cheap move. What a guy. I gotta do. I gotta do something. I gotta get my mojo back. Like I'm, my ass is sucking canal water. I mean, if Miss Lee beats me, I need to just retire. She's catching you. She's catching you. She's forgotten more NASCAR than we know. What's that, buddy? She's forgotten more NASCAR than what we know. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. She's probably one of the smartest women I know. Well, besides my mama, anyway. Oh, that's sweet. Uh, so, yeah, the favorites going in, probably John Hunter Nemechek, uh, uh, Spencer Boyd, Zane Smith, uh, Chase Purdy. Timothy Peters is going to be in this race. He's always a threat when he shows up. Um, Timothy Peters is full-time this year. And Brett Moffitt. Brett Moffitt, another one that could be a stronghold. Uh, Stuart Friesen, Matt Crafton, uh, Grant Enfinger is actually in the 98 truck uh, this weekend. So Those are just a few of the favorites. Of course, Tanner Gray. Is Tanner Gray going to be able to race this weekend after being in a wreck? Um, Tanner Gray's under the entry list, so we'll see. Yeah, Haley Deegan. Could this yeah, be the race where she breaks out? Oh, come on. 
She's just another so dancer, Patrick. Why you got to be so ugly? I'm not. I'm being truthful. Wait no, a minute. No, 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 have you seen like, pictures why of me? Have, so <laughs> have you not seen me in pictures? I am not the prettiest in the world. <laughs> Thanks for radio. Absolutely, man. <laughs> they told me to wear Donald Trump at every mask, every wedding I go to. It'll just hide the ugliness. So what you're saying is Jennifer Joe Cobb is going to have, uh, at the end of the year, is going to have a better standing than than Haley Deegan. Yeah. Uh-uh. No, I actually expect Haley to really catch on there toward the end of the year and uh, show us. Now, that's if DGR is actually strong enough to be capable to win. We haven't seen it yet with Todd Gillian, who could have really pissed his career away once he got released from uh, from uh Cowboys Motorsports. So let's go to pick. Who are you? You're picking Kyle Busch. I have a feeling most of the people here are going to pick Kyle Busch. Yeah, I'm picking Kyle Busch. I think Miss Lee said she's going for Kurt Busch. Yeah, but I don't think Kyle Kurt Busch. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. But she's going to root for Peters because him and our late. Fearless, other fearless leader, Mr. Stephen Bilmeyer, was uh, were good friends. So um, I'm going to take I'm going to take Kyle Bush. Miss Lee is taking Kyle Bush. Well, I'm up in the air between the two Smith boys. Should I should it be Zane Smith or Chandler Smith? Uh, I've, I've picked Zane Smith a couple of times this year, but I'm going to go with the Kyle Busch Motorsports. I'm going with Chandler Smith. I don't know why, but maybe this will be the race where he can break out. All right, all right. Well, I'm going. I'm still. I'm sticking in the Toyota camp, and I'm going with a guy who's already won this year. He finished he finished podium last year at Richmond. Thor Sport driver Ben Rhodes. Wow, when you said That's Toyota camp, I was really truck. thinking it was John Hunter Nemechek. But you, you threw me for a threw me for a loop there with Ben Rhodes. That's a good pick. Taylor Gray is not racing because of an off-course accident, Miss Lee said. Yeah, and uh, that was also Gray Galding's sister that was involved in that wreck as well. Um, both sustained injuries. Uh, fortunate enough, neither were life-threatening injuries, uh, but uh, it was a pretty serious wreck, and just glad that both of them are okay. And uh, it, it is kind of ironic that she is dating a guy named Tanner Gray and her brother's name is Gray Galding. So um just kind of kinda of weird how that worked out. So she probably says Gray and they both look. Yeah, yeah, I mean I would expect that, right? It's like was there a sign or something that said, Hey, you know, I don't know. It's really weird. So uh but Tanner Gray will not race this weekend. They will have uh could possibly be David Gillian, I guess, in the car in the truck uh, for the 15 truck. 
so I guess we'll move over to cup picks. I'm definitely not going to be the first one to give my cup pick because I'm going to feed off of what I hear you guys say, uh, which means I will probably not be picking anybody that you are picking. So uh, we can start with Taz or Miss Lee. Me? Woo-hoo. Well, I got a couple eyeballers. I saw what Kyle Larson did at Martinsville, and I know how Richmond can run. If Larson, with the turns being a little bit more banked, if Larson can get the line rolling, he's, he can do it. Obviously, you can look at Hamster. You can look at Bushy Bushy, uh, Rowdy Bushy Bushy, being that he's got a lot of wins there. You could also look at Giggles, Mr. Star Trek Rackman. That is hilarious. You're killing me, Taz. (laughs) (laughs) It's that Star Trek (laughs) Rackman. But there, there's a lot of a lot of drivers to look at. But uh, I'm gonna put my I'm hoping my money feels good about this one. I'm gonna stick with Mister La 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 Larson. Wow. Miss Lee yeah, agrees with you. Miss Lee agrees with you. She says, Larson, she's going to regret it. So she just picked you both to finish in last place. And this guy was arguing me earlier saying Hendrick Motorsports was not the strongest organization right now today. But yet he's going to pick a Hendrick organization driver who would actually make it, pump it up to three and three with Joe Gibbs and Hendrick. But yet Hendrick is not in the same ball field as J.D.R. Hey, I didn't say that. I mean, I'm finding the smoke screen here. I'm finding it. There, There is a ripple in the armor. No, I did not You're say they're not, not in the same ball field. They're close. Are. They are close. Alex Bowman just needs a little bit more oomph. He needs, be, he needs that showman to kick in. Show and uplift that 48 curse. Where's Kyle Bush in the standing? 11. And he's the lowest. Okay. Uh, okay. So so you're going to go with Larson, 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 boy. Grand Larson. Grand Larson. Grand So that's Listen what makes in me mad. You guys, that's exactly like, the reason why I did not pick first. I did not pick first because I wanted to test the waters to see who would use Larson because I knew that my point was right. Hendrick Motorsports is the strongest organization at this point in time. Nope. But, but I digress. I digress. Larson? No point in even arguing about it. We could spend a whole other freaking hour arguing about it. You made your pick. I allowed CJ, it. give us an hour. Uh, Miss Lee says Larson. Yeah. All right, give yep. us another 15 minutes. Yep. Craig, right, your pick. I'm going to go. I didn't even do my pick yet. Yep. So, 
I'm going to go with last week's winner, Martin Truex Jr., <laughs> because he is going to be the Martin Truex of old. And uh, Rich. I think that I think that uh, I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I'm going to say that uh, Bubba leads two laps under caution and Rex on Ooh. the third caution lap. Oh, um, but no, in all seriousness, I am going with MTJ for the win this weekend. T Rex. <laughs> wow. He's got a hell of a record What's there. That by ACDC, big balls. Yeah, I got him. All right, so that leaves me to pick my cup guy. And you know what? I, you know, it, it, everybody forgets the success that Denny Hamlin has had at Richmond. And, you know, it is his home track. I know that he's going to come out and he's going to compete. But he's going to have a hard time getting around my boy because <laughs> – it's short track racing, and that's going to be Joey Logano. So, kiss you my ass, my Joey Logano pick. for the win. Uh, that was my second pick. No, no, no. I'm picking what? Logano. Yes. To whoop Larson. To whoop Hamlin. To whoop Chemlowski. Yeah. Yeah. My guy. My guy. <laughs> All right. Joey Logano. Very interesting. Very interesting, but very formidable. But I'll be definitely interested to see how this turns out on Sunday afternoon. I might have to – I don't have any gigs this weekend, so I'm going to sit my ass in front of the TV, and I'm going to watch them go round and round. And uh, Taz, I have got to know, my friend – your list of nicknames for these these drivers. We've heard them throughout the show, but I think now it's time for you to unleash the beast that is known as the list. So, here's my list. If anyone has any suggestions for any drivers I have not named in this list, because I don't have nicknames for everyone yet, but for those who have suggestions for nicknames, for those I don't mention, feel free to leave them in any comment, message, inbox, wherever you feel like. And I'll consider put it into consideration. If if it's good, I'll use it. If it's not good, I'll think about it, it till, and just use it till I figure out a good one that fits. So, we're going to go in number order. With the double zero for Starcom, we have Quinn Hoof, Horse Hoof. Then you have the Chip Ganassi one car of Bushy Bushy Bastard. Then the Penske number two car, you have Darb. And did y'all know that you have a rhinestone cowboy in the RCR number three machine? And Stuart Haas Racing number four, you have Happy Harvick. Then you heard this one earlier, my pick to win this week, along with Miss Lee, in the number five or Hendrick. It's fa la 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 Larson. Big Boy Newman drives the 6 Roush Fenway Ford. I do not have one for Corey LaJoy or Tyler Reddick or Chase Elliott. For the 10 Stuart Haas 
four, you have the double-A battery. The 11, Joe Gibbs car is Denny Hamster. In the 14, Stuart Haas, you have Brisket Boy. Then the 18, Joe Gibbs Toyota is Bushy Bushy Bitch. In the 19, Toyota for Joe Gibbs, it's T-Rex. In the Joe Gibbs 20, Toyota, you have Ding Dong Bell. The 21, Wood Brothers Machine is Dibby. In the Penn T-22 is Giggles Agano. And you have Hubba Bubba in the 2311-23 car. And you have Free Willy in the 24. I do not have one for McDowell. Uh, let's see. I do not have one for Ryan Priest either in the 37. Yeah. You, have, you have Pasta Boy in the 38. You have Custard Sauce in the 41. You have the Melon Farmer, Melon Man in 42. You have Eric Thumbman Jones in the 43. And you have Recky Spinhouse in the 47. Then you have Showman Bowman in the 48. I have nothing for the Rick Ware racing people other than stay in the back. You're holding up the caboose very well. <laughs> then you have the Spire 77, which that's, that's Justin Haley. He can do Justin Haley things. Then my last one is the 99 of Mr. Daniel Suarez, or as I call him, Danny Suarez. Danny Suarez. Suarez? Suarez. It's about as good as Fritzy's mock names on Dan Patrick. I tell you what, that's uh some of them are pretty interesting. Uh Coy LaJoy, of course, the face. He would have to be the face. And uh uh Danny Boy. Danny Boy Suarez. I don't know. I don't, he's my amigo, man. I love I love Danny Suarez, and I I am excited about what he's going to be able to. Uh, about the fan base that he's going to bring. I, I think things are really hitting over there at Trackhouse, and I'll be able to tell y'all that. I told you so pretty soon about that number ninety nine Uh But uh, some of those uh, some of those are really funny. Some of those uh, may need a little work. Um, but uh, all in all, very creative there, Taz. Very creative. Which one is your favorite? The brisket? That's pretty good. I like that. Say, which one's y'all's favorite? Because I don't know which one I have for my favorite. I really don't. I like bitch, no, bitch. Like bushy, bushy, no. bitch. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, not sorry, Mr. TJ. Here for a good time, Kyle Bush. I mean, is that not who Kyle? He's, he's got to go from Candyman to Bush Beer, right? I mean, that's that's going to be the way he ends his career, right? Bush Beer is going to go to Kyle Bush. I mean, it's it's a match made in heaven. It's a sponsorship that uh, that'll keep on giving. Bush and Bush. They loved it so I much just... they named a named a beer after him. Oh, they love really They love Bush so much. They named a race car driver after him. I mean, it's got to be. It's got to be something there. It's got to be. We're predicting the future right here. But we don't have very much time to predict any future. We only got about five minutes left on the clock. And I thought I, we were going to get out of here a little bit early here tonight. But uh, what do you got there, Craig? I just. I gotta. I gotta reiterate what Miss Lee just said. She said 
Suarez got uh, got some big balls for that guy. Taz just said he got his name from the Disney Cars movie he voiced for. That's interesting. I just I hope that Daniel Suarez is not writing checks his ass can't cash. Um, oh, sorry to interrupt quick, Craig. I have I forgot Brian Blaney. I don't know how I forgot him. He's Barney. Barney. Brian Barney. 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 Interesting. Interesting. Well, I don't know about you guys, but it's been a hell of a night. And uh, I want to encourage everybody to get out to Fonda this weekend that lives up this way. Um, apparently, I am going to be there. I'll probably be there till intermission, and then I've got to go to bed because I'm old. No, I'll stay as long as I can. But um, since Taz said I was going to be there, I guess i got to show up. Um Besides, I want to go see that great clip sponsorship on, on the Terrell Racing uh, machine. That's pretty cool. And uh, I'm just looking forward to a great, great weekend of opening weekend of racing here at the Track of Champions. And uh, we're going to see how it all pans out. And I'm still looking for somebody who's willing to let me drive their four-cylinder uh, later in the season, later in the year. Um, if somebody's willing to do that, well, then we'll get them on the show, and uh, we'll talk to them. Maybe the Hollenbecks, because, you know, we know they're going to win the championship again this year. And if they got a huge point lead, maybe they'll let me in on it. <laughs> Hell, maybe I'll, maybe I'll put together a four-cylinder car for 2022, and I can run for a trophy. But that's all I got from uh, Glove City, New York, Gloversville. Taz, what do you got over in? Well, you're in Gloversville now, too. Well, just want to say thank you all for listening. We had a blast. We had our arguments. We had some laughs. We went over some great stuff. Well, this has been... Race Chat Live with the one through the 110 Nation Sports Network. Make sure you go to the website, the110nationsports.com. Make sure you check us out on Facebook at the 110 Nation Sports and Race Chat Live on Facebook. And we'll see you next week. Same time, same place. You know it. This has been Race Chat Live. Once again, on Blog Talk Radio, we are the caution flag of Radio Chris Creighton, the DJ Music Man of Craig Moore, and the Tasmanian Double Flaggers, Taz Taylor. Have a good night, folks. We'll see you next time, next next time, next week. Same place, you know it all. <laughs> Thank you. Good night, everybody. Just a good old boy. Never mean it no harm Beats all you never saw Been in trouble with the law Since the day they was born Straightening the curve Planting the hill Someday the mountain might get them But the law never will
That's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.